Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! The 50s, 60s and 70s were a very different time and nothing shows that more than the carry-on film, quintessentially British like a seaside postcard. For our American listeners, think Benny Hill humour with a rotating cast of characters in various settings for each movie. This episode could be long and hard, but with a satisfying ending. Here's our fact hunter Neil, ready to unload his sack full of carry-on facts. Oh, matron. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pav. Right, there were a total of 31 films made in the Carry On franchise, 30 of which were made between 1958 and 1976. Are you, Mr. Farkihaz? <laughs> All 31 films had the same producer, Peter Rogers, and director, Gerald Thomas. Oh, so see. <laughs> Due to the very limited film budgets, most of the uh, on-location shooting was carried out within 20 miles radius of Pinewood Studios. But now you're just bung full of clinker. <laughs> the actor that made the most appearances in the Carry On fr- franchise was Kenneth Williams, who appeared in 26 of the 31 films. Saucy. <laughs> the words Carry On appear in 29 of the 31 film titles, Don't Lose Your Head, and follow that camel with the two films that didn't. Matron, take them away! Well known for their notorious tight budgets, the film were all produced in two months or less. Carry On Up the Jungle was made in only three weeks. <laughs> Seven of the 31 films were made in black and white. The last was Carry On Spying in 1964, which was the ninth in the series. Saucy! <laughs> A carry-on franchise was never planned or envisaged by the studio producers. However, the first carry-on film, Carry-On Sergeant, was such a success that they simply carried on with the winning formula. (laughs) The last film in the franchise made in 1992 after a 14-year hiatus was Carry-On Columbus. But now you're just bung full of clinker. And the theme to Carry On Screaming was sung not by Jim Dale, as many fans speculated for many years, but was in fact... That was in fact Ray Pilgrim, a session singer from the 60s. But now you're just bung full of clinker. 
There we are. Is that it? That's it. That's all oh, 10. Is that it? Right, okay. <laughs> Let's finish with one of those. Well, for once, the actual theme music we got there is totally apps. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do the top 10 carry-on movies, and we couldn't think of anyone more like Kenneth Williams to join us. <laughs> ladies <laughs> ladies. <laughs> I'll stop it, Sid. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Giles Paley Phillips there to join us again. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. I, it really made me, all those uh, little snippets of sound bites really reminded me when I worked in a toy shop and we used to sell key rings with the, with the noises on it. And we, whenever anyone would come in the shop, we'd, we'd press a, a carry on films like <laughs> soundbite. So yeah, it was fantastic. I remember every time literally like little kids would come in and we'd be like, Oh, make sure and take them away. I was thinking today, which, which bits to sort of to try and capture and stuff. And there's so many mm. just little tiny bits that, um, I don't know. They're they're all just amazing quotes, just among in amongst themselves. But you know, they we have to say just for our American listeners, um, carry on is very British. It's a very British thing, and for for everybody, anybody that doesn't really know what a carry on film is, we have to say that it's um, it's maybe not an acquired taste, but I think it's a generational thing. Uh, it's not particularly PC. It's not particularly if you was to watch them now. There's certain bits in it that mm. that, that don't particularly. Uh, travel well if you like through time <laughs> but i think if you're of a certain age and maybe a certain um uh mentality uh it's it's something that's fantastic i've grown up with them all my life i'm sure mm. neil you're the same i'm sure yeah. giles you're the same now giles i remember speaking to you i think it was during the podathon where you said mm. you had a book mm. and i found my book is it is you that got- the sa- is that the same book you've got no, I've got oh, this one. Oh, you've got a different one. Oh, oh, yeah. So I got this. It's even got like a little thing because I got it at Christmas. It was a Christmas present. So that's. I'm trying to see if I've still got the inscription in it. So I'm sure someone wrote in it. Um, but yeah, this is from like the late '80s, like '88, '87. This book oh, right. came out. Um, yeah, and the reason, like me and my brother, that. Like, we've got very little things in common. We're very different. But the things that we did have in common was watching carry-on films, the Pink Panther films, um, those kind of, those movies from that era, really, the Ealing comedies, those kind of things, Yeah, were things that we really sort of bonded over to a certain extent. And um, even now we sort of, you know, talk about the carry-on films. And if we see each other at Christmas, he's always in the kitchen when he's cooking. He's always got... Um, ITV3 on yeah, uh, with the like sort of marathon you know when they're playing one after the other um, so yeah it's something we still sort of reminisce and talk about but yeah you're right I mean obviously they, some of them haven't dated well at all um, but uh, yeah there's something sort of just yeah that, that nostalgia about them is just mm. really gets me still mm. it is it is the nostalgia of it all and you Neil what book is it you, what was that sorry Pav? Well, I was just going to ask in regards to the how you were introduced to carry on it was I, I don't really know exactly how i was introduced to them i just know that me and my brother exactly the same thing used to watch them whenever they were on and we would even once we uh, acquired a video recorder we even used to start recording them um <clears throat> i mean one of the films which i'll mention later on i pretty much wore the vhs so i used to love it that much um mm. 
but yeah, I, I've got, like Giles said, it's such nostalgia about them. They take you right back. You, I can remember things of where I was, what I was doing when when I first saw that movie and things like that. It's, it's yeah. But yeah, they haven't, some of them really haven't dated quite yeah. a hell of uh, no. no, I, find, of, I found that, sorry, Pam, I found that in, <laughs> I've written, I've written my name in the book, but I've just found it. And it says 1988. It says Christmas present. 1988, and then my signature. <laughs> That's what it says. It's like I was listing like every present that I got. This was a Christmas present, and this. Was... So yeah, and what I love both is you to open the page, and this is the image you get straight away, which is That's a lovely. Oh, is James giving a two fingered salute uh, with, yeah. a, with a crown. I was just going to ask, Pav, what was the book you had? Sorry. So the one I've got is Carry On Uncensored. So it's Ooh. a, it's a behind, the exclusive behind the scenes story. And it's all it's loads of, of photos of them sort of behind the scenes of, of the movies and which was the best way to do it. Oh yeah. Um but it's really good because they've also got in script form some of the um scenes that got cut out of the movies. Ah. So the scene with Terry Scott in Carry On um uh, at your convenience, the the toilet one, the WC yeah. Boggs one. There was a whole scene with him in it. He was a, a sales rep, I think. So it's interesting seeing some of those so, so well, not start seeing the scenes, but yeah, you know, but to get some context in some of the scenes that were cut out. Because I mean, I've said this before on other podcasts that I I listen to carry on films as I go to sleep now. So I <laughs> literally have I think I've got the only two I haven't got on my iPad is Emmanuel and Columbus because I I'm not going to spend good fi- ones, yeah, yeah I'm not going to yeah, spend five quid on those. But the rest of them I'm sort of like they're they're deeply entrenched into my brain now because it's <laughs> subconsciously I'm taking taking it all in like when I'm asleep um and you realize I've said this before I don't think the carry on Talbot Rothwell who direct who wrote the majority of the good ones if you like mm. some fantastic writing some fantastic joke writing in there and I don't think it gets the um it, it gets the due that it should um the production value on a lot of them were fantastic yeah, as in costumes especially the historical ones and the period ones um but yeah i'm i'm interested to see because i think everybody has a favorite carry mm. on and i'm yeah. interested to see what the just what the percentage is between like the historical ones and what would be the up to date ones if you like because they're the ones that i think haven't aged particularly well so it's going to be it's going to be interesting mm. and, um i've filled the guys in oh oh matron um, <laughs> <laughs> earlier on we're going to try something a little bit different um as we go when these particular films come up and we're going to see if this works so uh, before i do mention that before i do say that i just want to say hello to our new patreon topper uh Anne cochran so hello Anne. hello thank Anne. you thank very you, much Anne. Um, we hope you're listening to this one and we hope you go off and some way try and find the carry on film to have a look at. Um, and that goes for anybody that doesn't know what carry on mm. film is. Please don't have a go at us if you find that they're offensive <laughs> or anything like that. It's a thing of its time to put that in your back of your mind uh, and then just enjoy enjoy the, the fun. Mm. Right. Giles, start us off. I'm sure, obviously, we're going to get loads of duplicates in this one, I, I mm. feel. So um, start us off with your number 10. Okay, so my number 10 is a very early one, Carry On Nurse. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, 
I've been watching some of the older ones recently, so this I might this might slightly skew my listing a little bit. No, that's good. Um, and I've been watching loads of Ealing comedies as well. And I think I guess at the time, a lot of the the actors interlinked into those two kind of yeah. Um, thing. I guess it also to do with the studio with Pinewood and and Ealing. Uh, but I mean, Sid James was in quite a few of the Ealing comedies like Lavender Hill Mob and um, Tipford Thunderbolt, which he's, mm. um, he was in as well. So there's a bit of a crossover. And I think some of those earlier ones have, I, I've, I've really, really enjoyed. I think there's a, um, a lovely innocence about them a little bit more than some of the, maybe more like say the more seventies ones. Yeah. Um, and, the, and a pacing of them. I really love the pacing of the older black and white ones as well. Um, and there's often moments of poignancy as well. I think particularly Nurse, there's some real poignant moments in it, um, which I love. And and obviously there's some laugh out louds. But it's got Leslie Phillips in it, which is always good. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I find with the, it's everybody talks with plums in their mouth. Yes, they are. Yes. It's all amazing how everybody air talks like this even you know the ladies talk like that the the men talk like but i think that was a thing of the time especially for tv and movies. i was gonna say though the one character because kenneth connor plays a boxer in that one yes. and he's proper like east endy kind yeah. of governor mm. you're right yeah you know which again is like that's that contrast to it I, I know what you're saying yeah there are a lot of kind of plummy um kind of characters in those earlier ones but then i also think that pretty much unless they're playing sort of cowboys or something like that yeah kenneth williams charles autry they're all like that they they talk like that pretty much in every carry-on film well so. they you know they were trained shakespearean actors they were you know very well followed you know they'd been on the boards for a long time that was just their thing wasn't it yeah. so yeah completely if they couldn't help help themselves it's, <laughs> it's fascinating when you read kenneth williams the kenneth williams diaries which i absolutely love how much he detested it Mm. What carry on films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote it in his diaries. I highly recommend anybody read the Kenneth William diaries. It's so some beautiful writing in yeah. that. But and also, yeah. has, has any of you seen the? Is it called Core Blimey? Which was the 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 dramatization of like the the oh, Barbara yes. Windsor, um, Sid James relationship. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was great, that. and the and the one Michael Sheen playing Kenneth Williams as well, yes. which is fantastic. Yeah, that was so, I think that very was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. because the you always have to take some of those things with a little pinch of salt because you think, well, how much are they doing for dramatic effect? Mm. Mm. But Barbara Windsor was actually involved in that one. She appears in that one. Yeah, um, like later on in sort of the lady that plays Barbara Windsor sort of morphs into the real Barbara Windsor just after Sid James has died. Spoilers in the uh, <laughs> in the in the show. So I thought to myself, well, she she was there. She would know whether this is true or whether it's not. Mm. So I well, we'll get to my number ten, but that that makes me watch that movie completely differently when I when I do watch it. So Neil, you're number ten. So um, yeah, just while I compiled my list, I went back. I used to have a book where I um, used to advertise my VHSs. So I looked back in the videos that I had of the carry-ons, and so this is where I've gone. And I've realised I've got no black and white ones in my list at all which is bizarre. But my number 10 is Carry On Dick. <laughs> That's my number 10. Oh, really? That's my number 10, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's the one that I haven't seen for a while, but it was very funny. I mean, what can we say? It's Carry On, isn't it, through and through. But Sid James in that one is particularly funny as Dick. <laughs> yeah, it is classed yeah. as the last 
actual proper carry-on film because that, really? that was the last one that Talbot Rothwell wrote. Right. Um, he had, I think it was something like nervous exhaustion or something, and he had to, he had to re- say the script to his daughter so his daughter could type it up because he just couldn't mm. couldn't type anymore. And luckily, he managed to do a, a good, um, a good first draft or a draft of the script. But yeah, I I find that one. That's the one that when you see the core blimey sh- uh, program, yeah. Sir James was infatuated with Barbara Windsor, and Barbara yeah. Windsor was trying to call it off at the time. So the scene where he's supposed to be giving Barbara Windsor's um, character a bit of a telling off, yeah, and then she's chasing him around the room. Uh, in that core blimey show, he keeps messing up the takes when they're having a kiss, just so that they can kiss every you know, every time. How much of that is true and how much of it is not, you, obviously you, you, you'd never know, but it always makes me watch that scene just a little bit more thinking, oh God, you know, he was a bit of a lech. I mean, obviously he probably was a bit of a lech anyway. I mean, how bad of a lech, you probably wouldn't know. But I, I do think it's one of those ones that's a bit of a dark horse. Everyone says it's not a good one because it's all the main characters coming to the end of their carry-on mm, life, yeah. if you like, but... There's some great stuff in that. There's I, some I, great laughs in I there. made a note on my top ten of all the some of the character names: a Reverend Flasher, Captain Fancy, Jockstrap, um, <laughs> yeah. Roger Daly. Um, there's some just great bits. <laughs> and the one thing again, I was looking on IMDb in the scene where um, Bernard Breslau and I can't remember the the lady's name. She she died not so long ago, but they get held up by Dick Turpin, and they've got absolutely nothing on but their hats. Oh, yeah. Bernard Breslau asked for a closed set for that particular scene. Um, and Gerald Thomas said, yeah, that's fine. And he was, Gerald Thomas was renowned for like setting all the actors up. And in the end, everybody was on the set while he was stark bollock <laughs> naked. Oh, there you there go. There you go. There's the, there, there's the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which obviously for people listening, uh, you'll have to get the book. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's my number well, 10 as well then. So absolutely. Giles, your number nine. Well, again, it's another, uh, one of the old ones. It's carry on regardless, mm. which is a quite an unusual carry on film. It's a slightly different kind of, I don't know. It's a slightly, again, it's more along the, I guess along the lines of that sort of Ealing kind of comedy style, but I just like the eclecticness of it and the characters and, uh, just the, the, you know, people, trying to do their best to get some work i guess it was probably indicative of a, of a period in in maybe in british the british social landscape where jobs were harder to get and you know this group of people try and become entrepreneurs and start this little business where they go around helping people with various different tasks and and obviously they all get mixed up and get silly and but there's a, there's some great stuff with kenneth williams and a chimpanzee which i love yes. <laughs> Taking it on the bus and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I'll take you, but not your mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's almost like it's a series of sketches that they, isn't it? Each, a little bit. Yeah. Series, and it's just then the whole thing. And of course, it's got Stanley Unwin. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Who's, and if yeah, anybody amazing, doesn't yeah. know who Stanley Unwin, just, just YouTube him and you'll just sit there wondering what the hell is going on. Just yeah, like it takes Sid the James whole does. film till they can sort of translate what he wants to say. And then at the end, it turns out that Kenneth Williams can speak the same That's language <laughs> <laughs> and then he's able to translate. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very, I've never heard anyone try and do that since Stanley. And I mean, there must be somebody that has carried it on, I would have thought. 
I hope so. I hope he's like like had children and they've kind of continued it. Lovely. Can you imagine? Yeah, you have to like pass it down. Like gen- yeah, you have to pass it down <laughs> through the generation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It is you're going to strange... do two languages at school. You're going to do <laughs> English <laughs> and unwilling. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it had an actual name. Whether it was like unwinnies or unwinnies. No, I, I think it did have a name. I'm just going to look in the book, see if there's anything. Like yeah, that. have a look in the book because the one thing about reg- uh, carry on regardless, I find is oh, it's just gobbledygook. That's what. Oh, they gobbledygook. It. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Right, okay. Um, as as a business, it, it seems very. I mean, how much would you charge someone? To go and babysit, or to to take a monkey for a walk. I mean, take a, well, is that a thing that you could do now? I mean, back in that those days, Harrods used to sell things like chimpanzees and that. I suppose, yeah. Or Liz Liz Fraser wears um, a husband's wife's clothes to make sure yes. they all fit. Mm, yeah. I mean, how much would you? And I mean, she looks amazing when she's getting herself dressed. But it seems a real weird thing. Like, how much would you charge somebody to do that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's a very, a very weird concept um, to wage. do it. And like you were saying, Giles, about the jobs, it's like when they're all in the job centre at the start and the ladies yeah. come in, all we're looking for is an interesting job. It's not like they look, yeah. they're desperate for a job. They want an interesting job. And then, oh, yes, it has to be an interesting job. It's, not, it's sort yeah. of a very, you know, they, they aren't going to go and work in McDonald's. They want something. No. Well, not that McDonald's was around in 19... 60 wimpy was well wimpy probably <laughs> wimpy was, was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay, helping then. hams is the name of the the company helping hams that's it yeah that's right yeah. yes uh gone then neil you're number nine so it's carry on cowboy um I, I i i still like this and kenneth williams in this reminds me so much of lee van cleef i don't know whether he does see yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well in the way he, he really looks does. <laughs> he does look doesn't he it is the looks, and uh, it, although in this one his accent—if you when you listen to it—it it does keep slipping, doesn't it? Oh, it's, it's hilarious! Terrible in that one, yeah. um, the Western accent where it's not as bad as Peter. and he sort of talks <laughs> out the side of his mouth, doesn't yes. he? Like <laughs> Peter Butterworth doesn't—I don't think he even has an accent. He really no, he doesn't tries, bother trying, it, does yeah, he? No. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. go at all. And uh, the fact that you can tell it's England where they're filming it. Is just is another thing yeah. that's absolutely hilarious. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's this is all nostalgia for me. Um, this is all part of my collection, and it was one of the ones that I ultimately did watch quite a lot. And when I brought a friend, or when a friend came round, it was this or another one that's on my list that I would introduce mm. uh, the Carry On films to them. So yeah, it's got a, got a great fondness for me in that one. Mm. And Sid James was a it's a great leading man in that. He is actually, you know, yeah. He's, you're he's quite a great right. sort of um, charming bad guy. Yeah. In that, and I think, I mean, I'll, I'll say I was going to sort of, I was going to mention this someday, but or somewhere in the podcast. But I always, since watching these every night or listening to these every night, I think I've come to appreciate Joan Sims and Kenneth Connor as they're like the MVPs of the carry on because right, yeah. Sid James and, and, and Kenneth Williams and Barbara Windsor always seem to be the ones that are the poster boys, poster girls, if you like. But the, the range that someone like Kenneth Connor plays and the range that Joan Sims plays in all the different uh, movies is phenomenal. And they are mm. so good at what they do. And, can look completely different, especially Kenneth Connor. From one minute he can be someone quite suave in, say, Carry On Spying, and then in Carry On Dick he's like this old decrepit, like jail hand or whatever it is, you know, jail keeper. 
Um, I do find that they're they're fascinating to watch and so I, such good actors. My brother and I talk about this all the time. With Joan Sims, head and above, one of the best actresses in it. The whole thing. Yeah. I mean, she was just so versatile, like mm. you say. Um, but and like you say, also Kenneth Connor. You know, very those two definitely stand out because, like you say, like the Kenneth Williams and the Stid James, they kind of they kind of play the same character, kind of just in a different outfit almost, don't they? Yeah. To a certain extent, but yeah, those sort of. I guess supporting actors and actresses are, are so good. So yeah, yeah, yeah James Sims is well up there. For, yeah. But like and you also, said earlier, so many of them were classically trained anyway. It's, um, yeah. Mm, yeah. And also when Sid James and Kenneth Williams aren't in the movie, you know which character they would have been. Mm. You know, like Carry On Screaming, you know that the Harry H. Corbett would have been Sid James if he had mm. been available or for whatever reason he wasn't in it. Um, okay, my number nine is is one of the early ones. I think it's the earliest one on my list is Carry On Cruising. Um, and it's about on a boat, so it's not about anything else. It's that kind <laughs> of cruising. Um, and again, it's one of those ones that has a, li- it's a little bit more gentler, um, a little bit more innocent. Um, the fact that you have uh, Flo and Glad, yep. where I think it's Flo that is looking for a husband. She's not there to have a shag or anything. She's there because she wants to find her husband. Find the, it's, yeah, Mr. Right. It's as simple as that, you know? Um, but it's, it's got some really, really funny bits in it. I think Sid James, the one thing about Sid James is you can never tell how old he is. He just seems to have been born old. Yeah. I, I have no idea how old mm. he would have been. It's just sort in, of grizzled, isn't he? Yeah. In 1962, yeah. you can tell from say that to 1974, he looks pretty old in, in carry on Dick, but I think it's um I think it was the first carry on that was in color. Yeah. Um according to my book it is. There you go. <laughs> then that's your your book is the Bible uh, for carry on. So we'll, we'll have that. Um Kenneth Connor again was fantastic as the doctor. Um and then the, one of the ones that we had, he was like the I can't remember what they called him, but the, the character name was Tom Tree. He was the guy that was getting the captain's cabin all together. Yes. Tom Tree branches everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great joke. What a great joke. Yeah. Okay, that's our nines. Um, Charles, your number eight. My number eight is now. This is my, probably one of the only, and it is one of the more bawdy ones. But it's carry on at your convenience. Oh, right. Okay. Reason being that um, I just it was just one that I think I remember watching a few times with my granddad, and we didn't often watch like. We used to watch a wrestling, about the only things we used to watch really were the wrestling on a Saturday afternoon with Big Daddy and um, and the snooker. But I do remember watching that with him a couple of times and he he did really like that one. There's a, there's a scene, he used to laugh at this bit. It's a really simple bit where they go, they come off the coach, they go off for a day out and, and also it's got Brighton in it as well. So it's obviously yeah. near where I live. Um, and they go for this sort of works do. And then... Um, they go. They all descend from the bus to go and have a wee behind some trees. And it's just a bit where Bernard Breslau comes out from the tree and he sort of shakes his leg off, like all the yes. wee coming down his leg. And my <laughs> granny used to think that was hilarious. Um, uh, <laughs> it's just, I yeah, guess that any man around the world would know that sort of feeling of <laughs> wee trickling down your leg. Um, so, yeah, so that one for me. And every I think Every night, Giles. Every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um so yeah, so that one for me is more like a real nostalgia one for for, for watching it with my granddad. But um, I, I kind of like all the sort of um, the union stuff, and it's quite interesting. And mm. 
yeah, and obviously there's some hilarious names. I mean, WC Boggs is the owner of the um, of the, the the toilet factory, and they're, they're really <laughs> against making B days, which is got, you know it's quite funny as well. It's just, uh, so yeah, I really really like one, and I love the subplot. One of the I think it's one of my favourite subplots is Hattie Jakes and the little bird who tweets. When yes. they've uh, on certain when uh, Sid James is reading out the Horses. horse racing and he yeah. starts winning all the time and becomes really wealthy, yeah. um, that uh, the budgie it's a little budgie, isn't it? Yeah. Joey, hello, it. Joey, That's hello, it. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, there's loads of little lovely moments in it, but of course, it is a little bit more kind of a little bit bawdy, more bawdy. They literally do go on a on a palace pier, um, so it's got a lot of that humor in it as well, which is sort of a bit more. Um, distasteful now, but I, I still I still quite like that one. <clears throat> the only thing that I've has always bothered me about that one is is the very one of the first scenes is when the it's Kenneth, what's his name? He was in uh, Randall and Hopkirk to see Scorn Jars. Let me know the I'm name. Looking it up, Kenneth looking Cope. It up. It's Kenneth Cope, isn't it? Kenneth who's Cope. The, yeah. Who's the shop steward, if you like? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't work out. So just bear with me on this. Now there are, it's their work day. Okay, so it's they're saying he's saying that he wants to get everybody out because there's football in the afternoon, and the team are playing at home. So all the men want to, obviously they they want to be on strike so they can go and watch the football. So what day of the week are they? So that means mean they're working on a Saturday. There is a little afternoon. bit of a plot plot hole there. Yeah, yeah. So right. if it's an afternoon for a Saturday, and then when they talk, they're saying that oh well, we'd be here till half five. Oh, don't you worry about that. No, we won't. And then they talk about working the following day. So it can't be a Saturday because they won't be working Sunday. Could be a Wednesday. I know this isn't. I'm, I'm, I'm looking in it like it's a bloody like Inception or it's, you know it's a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie. I shouldn't be looking into it too too much, but yeah, maybe yeah. it was a midweek game or something. But yeah, I, I love his name though, Vic Spanner. Vic Spanner. <laughs> Vic Spanner. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh dear. And then also he's got his 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 mum who runs like a a B and B. Yeah. And then um, a strip poker nights. And he loses his trousers on the back of the uh, on the back of the bike. Yeah, uh, typical carry on, lovely yeah. stuff. Uh, go on then, Neil. Your number eight. So it's carry on, doctor. This is quite a bawdy one as well. But um, Jim Dale in this uh, always always reminded me of my godfather. He was a spitting image for Jim Dale. So when he was growing up, I used to actually think, Christ, that could be him. He's such a doppelganger. It's also um, got a load of iconic scenes. Oh, there's that I word. Sorry, pal. But yeah. it has. Um, Barbara Windsor in it, obviously, and things like that. But, yeah, it's just uh, nostalgia again. It just makes me... I, I'm not sure if I watched it now, this one, whether I'd find it as funny as I did. I oh, need you to would. go back and revisit it. Yeah, no, you would. It's been a while. Yeah, Frankie just, Howard is fantastic in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember that as well. So, yeah, it's just... I must, I must invest in these. They must be available on Blu-ray, surely. I don't know whether they're on Blu-ray, but I mean, like I say, get them on iTunes. They're all like HD versions on iTunes for like four ninety nine. Uh, I must invest in a load more. Yeah, I think you just, can get. Yeah, I've um, a friend of mine just bought a like a uh, just a DVD set of them. You know. Yeah, they used to do a nice yeah. uh, sort of box set, didn't they? Yeah. And I must, I must invest. Oh, Neil, I, I just, I just them. sold them all for a tenner. 
Oh, did you? I did because I was getting rid of all my DVDs and Blu-rays. I just sold oh, them all for a ten. I should have let. I should have known. I should have known. There you poop, are. But... Poop face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the vicar goes and speaks to the ambulance men. That's it. Uh, I beg your pardon. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Reverend. Uh, See, okay. Pab's going to be is the doctor... go-to. Sorry, sorry. God, is Doctor? Um, I need to make sure if it's the right one. Is Doctor the one where? Peter Buff- Butterworth is sort of creeping along the. No, that's no. again Doctor, which yeah, will we'll, we'll come yeah. up in a little bit later. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll be able to play that scene. The yeah. Doctor's yeah. the one where um, Barbara Windsor comes in with the um, and Jim Dale's. Trying Jim to Dale goes sent off to the like Caribbean or somewhere in the no, jungle. That's, that's again Doctor. That's again Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes Jim... back with the with the diet with the um, yeah yeah with the formula. Thing. Sorry, yeah, I'm carry confusing. On. Carry on, Doctor is the one with um, Barbara Windsor Frankie wearing Howard. a uh, bikini, and Jim Dale's trying to do with the stethoscope. That's doctor. that's again no, Doctor. That's, that's, that's again, again Doctor. Oh, yeah. Christ, yeah. we're getting them. Carry confused, on, Doctor is where she is a nurse, and that's she goes right. in to see Kenneth Williams because Kenneth Williams saved her life. She goes and do, does a bit of sunbathing on the top of the. Um, that's right. The dorm or whatever, and, and Jim Dale thinks that she's trying to commit suicide, yes. so goes up. And then he gets struck off, and then the the patients decide to um, exact revenge on the matron and on Kenneth Williams. Williams, yeah. that's right. And, so yeah. matron is the one with the classic, uh, the classic Peter Butterworth. No, it's again Doctor is the one with the classic. Is, is the Peter Butterworth bit where you're thinking of? Okay, well, we'll reveal we'll, we'll we'll, yeah. that when you get it. We will. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to spoil will. it. I don't want to spoil it. We will. Um, okay, so Doctor was your number eight. My number eight is Carry On, Follow That Camel. Oh, with um, mm. Sergeant Bilko, uh, Phil Silvers himself, which should have been, mm. uh, apparently I read on IMDb before we uh, started that uh, it should have been Sid James. He got paid £30,000. Yeah, he was wow. the highest paid yeah. um, Carry On actor ever. Which really pissed everybody off, apparently. Mm. And apparently, Peter Butterworth and Jim Dale weren't talking during the filming of this. They'd fallen out. Oh, for right. Oh, really? Yeah, which is mad because they were together for the whole, whole film. They're in it. Yeah, they're in it a lot together, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just enjoy it because it's something a little bit different. Um, Bernard Breslau's another one. He's, he can play an oaf, but he's quite sort of sort of striking in that, that one mm. you know he's quite you know he's a, he's a sinister but sort of i don't know whether it's i mean again it's un pc because he's blacked up a little bit yeah to play um play the character uh but has like piercing blue eyes which is like you know yeah especially in hd and and you when you're led <laughs> in bed it's um it's it's <laughs> It's dreaming about yeah, yeah dreaming Bernard of Bernard Breslau's eyes. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that a song? Uh, Bern- yeah, it was. Yeah, no, that's Betty Davis. Oh right, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, great names again: Sergeant Knocker, Captain Lepice, uh and Zig Zig. Some of the some of the great names and the running gag going through. It's Commandant Burger as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. Uh, is it Angela Douglas? Is the woman in it? Is that is that right, Charles? That's yes. yes, yeah. She Angela. plays Lady Jane Ponsonby. Yeah. So the the running gag with her is every, she's going to travel to see Jim Dale's character, and everywhere she goes on a train, and then the person comes and checks that she's okay and says, "Are you are you traveling alone?" 
Uh, and yes, I am. And then they yeah. shut the door and it all goes black. And that happens like four or five times all the way through it. So that's quite funny. It's a bit like Tiffin. Tiffin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll come to that as well. <laughs> uh, right then. Uh, you're number seven then, Charles. Well, that was a great segue because it's carrying out the Kyber. Oh. Well, that's my number seven as well. Okay. Yeah, that's my go. number. That's my number four. That's my number four. Okay. So why? Um, I don't know. It's, again, it's one of those. I, I mean, it's 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 really not PC because there's a lot not of at all. not yeah, really not PC. Um, but again, I guess it's just that it's just remembering what one of those ones that we had recorded off the telly, and uh, one I guess one Christmas, and it was just one that got put on a lot because of that, you know, because we mm. didn't have that many videos or there was just stuff that we recorded off the TV. There'd be I don't know about you guys, but we used to have a V8, you know, we'd have a VHS, we'd have about three or four kind of things on it. And often it would be um, things like we'd have like an episode of something that was on before it and then the the film, the film. you know. So often we had like sort of episodes of, there's a brilliant episode of Some Mothers Do Have Them where they go on Second Honeymoon and that was on, the, that was on and then there was a, a kind of two Ronnie's movie. So I just remember these kind of, these things mm. I still remember some of these combinations and I think Up the Kyber was on there with another carry on I'm trying to remember what the other one was but it might have been Cowboy but yeah so that was one that was on there and we used to watch those two a lot so I think again that's probably the yeah. nostalgia it's got one of my favourite lines as well which is um, um, when they keep saying fire at will and <laughs> someone says poor old Will why do they keep firing at him <laughs> yeah. oh dear that's where uh, what was it that one no, not that one. But now you're just bung full of clinker. You're just bung full of clinker. <laughs> that is a great line. Oh, yeah. dear. And it's got a great set piece of the dinner party at the end, really. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And that was exploding, you know. So, yeah, it's got yeah. this. I, that bit's great as well, yeah, when they're sort of, everything's, and they're just being very British and British carrying on. carrying on, yeah. Yeah, stiff, stiff upper lips. Which they, again, I said they talk about that a lot as well, which is a, sort of a bit of a, uh, a piss take, isn't it? That's all the whole sort of stiff upper lip stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think was, yeah. So yeah, it's one of those ones that's, um, yeah, I still sort of have fond memories of. Yeah. What's the name of the guy? Because one of the jokes that always make me laugh is the guy that's doing the, like the levitating and sitting on the... Or the fakir. Oh, fakir. yeah. And then when Kenneth Williams says, get rid of this idiot. So then yeah. the president goes, fakir, off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What's his name? Well, he's, and he turns up with his head. He's like... That's right. They've killed the fakir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the last scene is um, Peter Bufferworth's character getting more and more, like, uh, going more and more sort of lunatic yeah. uh, during that scene, you know, where every, every sort of, after every kind of dish comes, gets brought out, he gets more and more sort of crazed and, and losing it the plot a little bit which That's I love right. yeah and obviously Roy Castle uh, yeah his yes. one and only his yeah. one and only appearance on a carry on film That's right. which was a little bit strange yeah I'm assuming that someone like like Jim Dale wasn't yeah, available because you'd imagine that that's who Jim Dale would be playing yeah but uh, yeah okay so that was your number seven as well Neil it was uh, and my number four so Giles your number six then please my number six is carry on screaming okay um again slightly unusual one um quite different i've always found yeah i feel it. quite like the others and obviously there's quite a lot of different casting in it uh, I, I guess mainly because harry h corbett's in it i was i get one of the, the um step and son was something we watched regularly like with hancock's half hour 
the early black and white ones we used to watch quite a lot in the house. And I think my dad like used to enjoy watching those. And then the Steptoe and Son movie we used to like watch a lot. Uh, and so I always had, I always kind of liked Harry H. Corbett. I think he was a great actor. Um, and yeah, he's sort of playing this kind of, um, this detective in it. I think he's, he's really fantastic in that role. Um, mm. And yeah, just it's just great. And of course, it's got frying tonight and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. great, you know. So I think as a, as a slightly different take on the carry on kind of style, I, I I think it's an interesting one. Yeah, I always I always think of that when the same as Carry On Cowboy. Now I don't know whether it's because they've got the same sung intro, which you wouldn't normally get in a Carry On film. It's normally um, Eric Rogers doing the music, which. Mm. I have to say, again, listening and watching Carry On films over the last couple of months, every night, I think, I'm not saying that Eric Rogers is the equivalent of like John Williams. I'm not saying that <laughs> at all. But you can tell what's going to happen. Carry on in the Carry On film movie. equivalent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you can tell what's going to happen, like who is on the screen with the music. Yes. There'll be some sultry, sexy music so you know that Barbara Windsor is walking down the street. If it's this sort of dodgy music you know this like Sid James is on there it's just it's just fantastic music but um but yeah I didn't I didn't have it in my top 10 I don't know whether it's because I really enjoy Harry H Corbett in it but I just I don't know whether it doesn't feel quite like a carry-on film to Mm. me and I don't know whether again whether it's Fenella Fielding as well yeah I think like you say there's a few different people in it um although looking at the looking at the cast actually it's got a lot of regulars in there. Yeah. Funny enough, it has, you know, bar Harriet Corbett, it's Kenneth Williams, Jim Dale, Charles Hawtrey, obviously Fenella Fielding, Joan Sims is in it, Angela Douglas, Bernard Bresnel, Peter Butterworth. So it has got a lot, but maybe their their roles are a little bit smaller in it. Yeah. I think perhaps as well. So I guess that's that's something to be considered. Yeah, it um, definitely feels like Harry H. Corbett is the star of the Mm. So whereas normally it's everyone, yeah, it's sort of the same. If you know, what it I mean. feels like with some a lot of the Carry On films that uh, they've seen an opportunity with some sets and some costumes from yeah. something from some Hammer, Hammer horror film that was recorded <laughs> that made nearby, and they thought, okay, quick, let's get a script together. We've got all the gear, we can make this. So that's what it feels like a little bit, maybe. Yeah, but it always works well. It always is mm. impressive. Yeah, you know, watching some of these films. Um, and again, the production. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Value. Uh, Neil, your number six. Is Carry On Henry. Henry, that's my number two. Which is, uh, I think Sid James has never been better as a historical figure. Yeah. <laughs> he suits that role perfectly, doesn't he? Um, and, and plays it very, very well. He plays it as Sid James, doesn't he? But yeah, um, I always remember the bell ringing scene for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the bell, that's in Carry On Dick. Oh, is it Dick? Is it? Yes. I'm getting the wrong way around. <laughs> you can tell I don't sit all night and listen to no, them. No, no, no. But yeah, right. no, it is. I thought that was the same one. Uh, there we go but yeah carry on Henry just remember it just being so so funny and so good Um, yeah I think that's got everybody in that one hasn't it yeah Uh, yeah. Terry Scott obviously as well Jim Dow's not in that one yeah and so he'd be the only one missing yeah how's that your number two then pal Um, I think out of all of the historical ones um, Henry just has that. It is everybody on the top of their game. Nineteen seventy-one. So, I mean, it's only it's only what three years before Dick. Um, <laughs> don't be so childish, Neil. Come on. Yeah, well, got to, especially <laughs> uh, on this. But one. I think uh, Henry has got absolutely even David Prowse uh, makes an appearance in it mm. as a as sort of like an extra, well, not an extra, but um, a lower member of the cast. Um, I think it had the very first scene that I ever saw of a carry-on film. It's when um, Sid James and Barbara Windsor are in the little nook and uh, having a little bit of a, a kiss and she gets a couple of melons for him to yeah. close close your eyes and I'll, I'll take my top off kind of thing. That's and right. then he she puts the melons in Sid James' hand and then lets go. And he goes, oh, oh what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> uh, I think that's the very first scene I ever saw of a carry-on film, I think. And you were hooked. I was hooked. I was probably <laughs> yeah. only about four or five, but I was absolutely hooked, yeah. yeah. I was thinking what it must be like, because these were like B-movies, weren't they? they yeah. Back in the old days, you used to watch a film before you went and saw the film that you would see, and then it would just play, they'd all play on a loop, wouldn't they? It wouldn't yeah. be that you'd go in and watch a specific show, and I can remember loving it if my gramp said, do you want to go to the cinema? Because we knew that he'd fall asleep, and we could just sit in there as long and watch the film two or three times if we, if we got away with him just you know, not being too loud. 
the London Connection, I can remember, was a movie, a terrible movie, but I think we watched it like two and a half times because my grandma just fell asleep. <laughs> we just sat in the cinema. Um, so I miss him. Amazing to go and watch. I don't know yeah. what other movies come out in 1971, but you watch a great movie, but you watch Carry On Henry before you watch the movie. Mm. My God, what? You know, it's probably like two and six to go and watch. I don't even know what two and six <laughs> is. What, what would two and six be? I've got no idea. Uh, right then, uh, number five, please then, Giles. Uh, well, it's Carry On Cowboy, which we've obviously already discussed. Um, yeah, it, again, it was just one of those ones that was on, we had on VHS and I loved it, all the silly voices and it was just, um, yeah, it's just one of those, it, it's got a lot of funny jokes in it, actually, that one. So I know we've talked about it earlier, but yeah, it's, it's just always, uh, it always brings a smile, that one. Yeah, and if you can remember, on the young ones, when the young ones used to have those little splices of a scene yeah Remember oh yes these yeah, little yeah. quick cuts one of them is the final scene of um carry on cowboy oh, when uh when it's the when jim dale is like walking down the street because he just shot himself in the foot and then oh, the yes, undertaker, like, yeah. yeah and the undertaker comes to to look at all the dead bodies with the i think it just says the end if you look i can't remember which episode of the young ones it is but that's one of the that's one of the scenes there you go. Yeah. A little bit of useless information for you there. And uh, also, Kenneth oh. Williams called, sorry, I was going to say also, he's, his name's Judge Burke, which is just oh, yeah. perfect. You know, Absolutely perfect. Endlessly funny. <laughs> yes. The Rumpo Kid, wasn't it? Wasn't the Rumpo Kid. Rumpo Kid, yeah. Rumpo Kid, yeah. My, that's a big <laughs> one you have there. I'm from Texas, ma'am. We've all got big <laughs> ones down there. Uh, all right, Neil, you're number five. Is Carry On Cleo. Um, oh, now, that, that's my you, number four. That's, you okay. talked about the little soundbite key ring. I actually had one of those myself, Giles. Mm. And it had the quote on from that one, didn't it? When it says, oh, I do feel queer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can press, which I used to always Yeah, love. yeah. Well, infamy, that, infamy, they've all got it, infamy. Is is another, yeah. is obviously genius. the famous one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But um, also, that that was famously the set of Cleopatra. Yes. Yes. So and the, the costumes as well, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was all all they let them use it all. So I think it was fantastic. And Amanda Barry looking beautiful in it, wasn't she? Indeed. Yeah, she really was. But yeah, that's a classic. It's a, just a, a good a historical telling of the Caesar fable and all that. So and it's yeah, got it's, a narrator in it as well, which is slightly unusual. Oh, yeah, there's Which, only a yeah. couple. I think Carry On the, Dick had a bit of narrating yeah. at the very, very start, but there wasn't. Um, Who's the narrating in Clear? Uh, it's a guy oh, called EVH Emmett. I can see on my yeah. uh, little list here, but yeah, um, yeah, he sort of he does sort of various scenes. He sort of it introduces them almost. Mm. Um, but I've got sorry, I've got another quote here that's just popped up on in my book. It says the Unics are on strike. They're complaining about loss of assets. Hey. Is that also the one where he goes? Um, oh, oh, for God's sake, man! Get it out! Get it yeah. out! So that's yeah. that one, isn't it? Yeah, right. I really okay. like that one. I do like that one. I think, um, like you say, the production value looks amazing. Amazing, yeah, yeah really good. And like I say, I think it's just them being a bit wily. Um, probably the producer, yeah. um, Peter Rogers and Gerald Thomas, thinking, "Let's get look. There's all this stuff here. Let's use it and make something really fun." You have to, don't you? If you've got a chance yeah. to use stuff like that, yeah. you might as well. Right, okay, so so guys, check your chat. We're going to have a go at this scene, okay? So, Neil, if you want to be Caesar... Okay. um, Now, 
do you want to be Seneca or do you want to be Calpurnia, Giles? Who do you want to be? I'm, I'm happy to be either. Don't worry. Okay. Well, you be Seneca. Okay. And I'll be Calpurnia. Okay. That, that, this Charles Hawtrey's Seneca, isn't he? The Ides yeah. of March. So Calpurnia was Joan <laughs> Sims. Yeah. Uh, Caesar was Kenneth Williams. And uh, yeah, Charles Hawtrey was okay. uh, Seneca. So this is the scene when... <laughs> okay. This is the scene when Caesar has come back from, uh, well, Britain, I'm assuming, isn't it? Yeah. Um, right. Hang on. I'm going to play some carry-on music as well. So, <laughs> Right. Oh, Daddy, take me away from this, this monster. Monster? How dare he insult me by offering me this, this. I quite agree, daughter. She's no use to you, but don't you worry. I'll think of something to do with her. But I've got other gifts, you dear. I have onions from Spain. I've got some Spanish onions. Cheeses from Holland. I've got some Dutch cheeses. And stones from far off Gaul. She's got Gaul stones and all. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> 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 Wonderfully Perfect. done. That was Perfect. fantastic. Well, that worked. We'll, we'll do that next time for the next <laughs> one. Your listeners might not be quite as convinced. <laughs> I mean, there you go, listeners. If you've never watched a carry-on film, if that's not an that's advert gonna to, you to, to you, that's going to sell it to you. They're the kind of jokes that you'll get. So, um, yeah. I mean, I will say it's, it's been a real... For me, I haven't got Screaming or Cleo in my top 10. Uh, I haven't got Cowboy in my top 10 either. So I think it's... And they were all, I think, around the same sort of time. So it's it's weird that I, I didn't sort of hone in on those ones. Um, right, so... Yeah, I mean, Cleo came just before Cowboy. So, um, yeah, it's interesting that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, my number five is Carry On Camping. Oh, um, that's my number two. That's your number two. Okay. It didn't make uh, my list. It didn't make your list. Okay, because oh, yeah. this is one I think if anybody sort of has an idea of what Carry On is, has got probably the most iconic moment yeah. um, with Barbara Windsor and fling and fling and then a, a, a bra flies off and uh, I can always remember watching TFI Friday and they, they showed you the bit because on one certain scene, uh, Hattie Jakes has got a towel on her head and then when it cuts back to her, the towel's gone. So it's like a continuity mistake. So look out for that next time you watch it. It's another one of those things. I wouldn't. I, I've no idea how old Sid James is supposed to be in this, <laughs> because I'm assuming he's probably supposed to be thirty. But he's a nineteen. What year was that? What year was it? He's a nineteen sixty nine thirty year old, which in this year is around about fifty five. Yeah, you know because and and it's the fact that they're watching the the nudist uh, film at the cinema at the start, and a guy says to him, "Would you mind being quiet?" Oh, sorry, if I realised that, I'd have spoken louder. Like he's a yob. Yeah, he's like this thirty year old man talking to his bloke. (laughs) You know, like he's a teenager. And oh yeah, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I still think it's got some great lines in it. It's um, I think it loses its way story wise. When it starts it does, going with the weird the, bit at the end of the first yeah, with, the, with, with all the weird. all the hippies. But that always really resonates to me because it's it happens on my birthday, although a few years before I was born, on the tenth of August, it was big advertised, and ever since I was little, I was like, "That's my birthday." Really? Yeah. 
Well, that film comes out in 69. So in theory, then that was, I was a week old when that happened. Yeah. Wow. There you go. There you go. Mind blown on that one. Uh, Okay. So Giles, you said Cleo for number four. Cleo number four. Yeah. Yeah. So Neil, what's your number four? Carry on at the jungle. Uh, With Terry Scott as Tarzan. Jungle. And there's a bit in this that, Still now, me and my lad, whenever we see it, it just makes us roar. Is that when they suddenly speed it up when Terry Scott runs in the jungle? Yeah, bizarrely, <laughs> just speed it up. And this has got some great moments in, isn't it? Joan Sims in the shower and the snake and the ooh. and Frankie Howard again. Who's Frankie yeah, Howard yeah. looking for that bird? Isn't he? Yeah, ooh, uh, the Uzalim bird. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, but. Yeah, very funny. Very funny. And his name's on. Inigo, Professor Inigo Tinkle. So yeah, that was just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think this wasn't... Uh, so you got Bill Boozy, which is um, uh, Sid James's character. Yeah. There, but there's some great... Look, Kenneth Connor has some great little moments right near the start of the, the movie when they find all the piles of elephant dung. Oh, yeah. And then um, Joan Sims drops her handkerchief... And Kenneth Connor goes, you drop one, Lady Bagley. She goes, I beg your pardon. <laughs> and he picks it up for her. And it's and if you you watch him, she's she says he says something like, um, oh, you know, after all, we've been traveling over a thousand miles now. She goes, well, I don't need a thousand mile service. And she he hands her the 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 handkerchief back. The look on his face is like, poor, poor, what a smell! But it's just a so <laughs> delicate little mo- moment that he does. You, you know, it's one of those things that you'd miss it if you're looking at everything else, but after you've watched it 150 times over the last <laughs> two months, you get to notice all these different things. Um, yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit more later. Just give spoilers. Um, okay, mine number four is uh, Carry On Up the Kyber. So over to you, Giles, for your number three. Well, mine's num- is cruising, Carry On Cruising. So we, right, talked, cool. we talked about earlier. Yeah, I... Um... Yeah, I, I really like that one. I just, it, it's just perfect. You know? And I love, um, I actually really love Lance Percival's character, who's the chef, who's got a dicky tummy when he's down. Yeah. And, the, and he has to keep coming up to Kenneth Connor to get the, the a jet. he has three treatments that he has to take. Um, these sort of tablets that make him start jittering. And then yeah. he has to have an, every time he has to have an injection, which he doesn't want. Um, and then at the end, he does a brilliant, they've, they, they uh, come up with a, a they want to make a cake for, Sid James, who is his because it's his anniversary for being on the on the cruise liners for so long. And uh he, he decides to make a cake, a very interesting cake with all lots of different ingredients from different parts of the world. Yes. So he puts like Bombay potato in it and mm. Peking duck and spaghetti. Um, and spaghetti, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a brilliant scene where um they give a slice to Sid James. He's doing this speech, and then just it's really beautifully done how he just mentions the the, the ingredients yeah um which is i love that bit actually where he he's just sort of like looking uh, uh, you know uh and spaghetti yeah uh, <laughs> yeah anyway it's brilliant i think that that's yeah. that's one of the reasons i really love that one yeah it's because it's not it's not bawdy at all is it it's it is definitely a movie of its time but i think it's mm. got that it's got that real nice charm to it Really, yeah, and I don't know who the little old lady. I can't remember the name of the actress. Elsie, she's in Cabby as well, isn't she? Something like that. Yeah, she, and regardless, she's in regardless yes, as well. Yes, she is, and she's fantastic. Yeah, um, really fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, there's lots of reasons to like that one. Cool. Okay, then Neil, you're number three. Not to everybody's taste, but carry on abroad. 
that's my number three as well. Ah, where Spain oh, has cool. never looked colder, has it? <laughs> no. But is this Mr. Farty Ars? Farty Ars. you, Mr. Farty Ars. Farquhar. And he says, stupid what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you went to but Farquhar. Some great lines, some great things. Um, is this the one with the joke where Sir James says about, I tried it once. Well, hold your horses. Oh, who knew? Hold your horses. Because oh, oh. It's not okay, only, but... It's not only in it, we're actually going to perform it right now. <laughs> okay. But before we do, just quickly, it's also got another great set piece, a bit like um, Kyber at the end with the uh, bursting water and the... Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. And everything and Peter Butterworth going crazy again and... Yeah. yeah. And it's got that great, brilliantly written scene where everybody is complaining to the switchboard. That's right. And it's all intercut, so it becomes like a narrative just, you know... Yeah. You had, you had no bottoms on, and it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, uh, right, so we're gonna do we're gonna do this scene. Okay. Um, so who wants to be? Shall uh, I be the waiter? Do you want to be the waiter? Well, I don't have many lines. Though, that's the only thing. Well, that's well, fine. No, Giles, you well, must be somebody well, else. No, no, I'm, I'm, happy to, I'm happy Blunt. to not have many lines. <laughs> no, I'll be the waiter. There you go. <laughs> All right, Neil, you be the waiter and be Mister Blunt. Yeah. Uh, I'll be Vic Flange, and then <laughs> you be you be you be Mrs. Blunt, then Giles. Okay. Okay. Right. Who, who played Mrs. Blunt? I'm just trying to remember. Mrs. Blunt was June Whitfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quite right, are we ready? Then. Go on then. Okay. A beautiful wine for a beautiful lady. Well, is that supposed to be a compliment? Better taste the wine first. Ha ha! I just hang on. <laughs> Better watch it. He'll be pinching your bottom next. Uh, Vic pours Mrs. Blunt some wine. Not for me, thank you. Oh, don't drink. No, I tried it once and I didn't like it. Vic Flange offers Mrs. Blunt a cigarette. Oh, have a smoke. I tried it once. I didn't like it. Strange. Not at all. My daughter is just the same. Your only child, I presume. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great. Oh, wonderful stuff. And also Kenneth Connor every time he goes out on the balcony, isn't it? Is he that Kenneth Connor? Yeah. yeah, Kenneth Connor sees the lovely ladies. Yeah, and then yeah. you have um, uh, who, who crashes through and into the. That is oh, Scottish guy, isn't it? Um, yeah, what Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh God! I'm, di- I'm looking it up. I'm looking look, it yeah, up. look it up. Look it up, Giles. Look it up. Jimmy. That always Jimmy, makes me Jimmy, Jimmy. 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 Just Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Logan. Jimmy Logan. That's Bert right. Conway yeah. is character's called that's, that's right. right and he he, can, he falls into the concrete the wet concrete the wet cement doesn't yeah. he yeah it's yeah. just the look on his face is perfect when he comes back up yeah and then you've got um hattie jakes as the as the cook oh yes it's yeah. no good and because they've got a, a stove that's all cock you see it's, it's <laughs> all cock um okay so that was are uh, my number three and your number three then, yeah. Neil? So, Giles, your number two, please. It's uh, again one of the early ones. Carry on, teacher. Oh right. Um, okay. Again, I think one of the slightly more innocent ones, and it's got um, it's just a lovely pasting, and I just love the you know the kids. Basically, the the, the if anyone hasn't seen it, the premise is that the the school is 
um, head teacher's been off sick, so they have a sort of interim head teacher who's really lovely and everyone likes him. And he's he's against um, punishing the students with the cane, so they you know he's he's more compassionate and and they really like him. And he's decided that he wants to try being a head teacher at another bigger school, a brand new school. Um, and then so to to stop him doing that, the, the students basically start pranking um everything just to stop the him he has there's two sort of uh i guess i, I suppose they're like ofsted inspectors but yeah there's these two people a child psychologist and an inspector come in just to see how he's been running the show uh to so that to see whether he's suitable for this new position and yeah they start pranking and uh, there's just moments in it like the they do a shakespeare they um kenneth williams is like the I don't know if he's the drama teacher or the English teacher, and they put on Shakespeare and there's Charles Hawtrey's the music teacher and they've done this is awful overture of the, the music being like, and it's really awful. And then there's just, it all goes wrong. They obviously, they prank it, but I just remember doing school productions like that. And it just <laughs> yes. reminds me of <laughs> those moments. And uh, yeah, I just love the thing. And it's just, it's just a really nice one. Again, it, I know I've said it a few times, but it it does feel along the same lines as a lot of comedies at that time. I think you mm. know, like the Norman mm. Wisdom movies and Ealing and all that. There's just this sort of nice, I don't know. There's something nice about it, and I just think I like the the sort of premise of it. Really, that it's this compassionate teacher that they they're desperate to keep at their school. And Joan Sims is Miss Allcock. Allcock, yes. And uh, Leslie Phillips, Miss Allcock. Yeah, I think there was something to do with the the. The the what was it the border certification? He had to say it a specific way. He wasn't allowed to em- emphasize the cock. Right. Okay. There's a there's a quote to pull, <laughs> pull out of the episode. The soundbite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he had to say, I think, all cock as as a flowing word rather than miss all cock or something like. Yeah. That. Yeah. But I think there was something in there. I've just realised that I missed my number six. I never actually said I had um, carry on again, doctor, as my number six. Oh, okay. Um, just because I think I mean that's that's I think out of all the doctor ones that's my favourite one. Um, go on. No, I was going to say that was one that we had an actual bought VHS of. I think most of the Carry On films we'd recorded off the TV. Right. That one we actually had the bought VHS of of that one. So I remember it was a bit more special to put it on because it had a case and yeah. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think uh, yeah, Jim no, Dale, I remember liking Jim, that one. Jim Dale's great in it. It's fantastic yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Where he gets this. Um, he gets this is it a miracle cure some kind of cure for for a serum isn't it that sid james has created that's right then things like they're in hawaii or somewhere like that i think yeah it's the beatific islands okay where he is yeah and then it's the it's the the milk of a gnat or something yeah um yeah yeah, so he comes, he comes back and makes a fortune on that. Right, so we're going to do a scene time. Just going back, we yes. spoke about Charles Hawtrey. Do you remember, mm. what was the final kids' programme he was on where he was the the, dra- the vampire, Dracula? Was it Runaround? That was Runaround, I think, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? When yeah, he came back in a coffin, didn't he? And he used to sit up and do a joke. I think that was the last thing he ever did, wasn't it, before he lost his legs? That. I don't remember that. Lost his legs? Yeah, through alcoholism. Oh, did he lose his legs for yeah. alcoholism? Or was it one? I think, well, at least one leg he lost. Became legless. I think that's, leg. it's funny, isn't it? That's the the, the tragedy, really. I guess yeah. all, a lot of these, <clears throat> and obviously they've, that's why they've done a lot of kind of dramas about the, the various people involved. But a lot of these people involved in this franchise, if you want 
what the better word, are um, had really difficult times. They were yeah. Yeah. a lot of mental health issues and absolutely you know, loads, uh, and problems it? with and, alcohol and and a lot of you know a lot of them died very young. Really, mm. in the grand scheme of things, didn't they? You got someone like Terry Thomas that that was like living in poverty when he died and he had uh, dementia and stuff. It was horrible. Mm. Nobody was there to look after him or, or, or make sure they were okay. It's really, really sad. Um, he says, as we're about to do a scene from Carry On Again, Doctor, can you see both messages there? Yes, I can see Dr. Henry, Dr. Jim. Okay, so we'll have Neil, you can be Dr. Henry. Okay. Uh, Giles, you can be Dr. Jim. Okay. And then I'll be Man. Okay? Okay. Here we go. Here we go for scene number three and... Action. There goes one of my patients now. Do you fancy a game of diagnosis? What, with him? For half a dollar, right? Okay. <laughs> Terrible acting. <laughs> Sallow complexion, droopy eyelids. I'd say pernicious anemia. Sorry, psoriasis. Damn. Wait a minute. What about that one? Double or quits? Well, that's not one of my patients. Well, it's not one of mine. Still, have a go. I'd say a slip disc. Never. Must be hemorrhoids. <laughs> Great acting there, young man. <laughs> and, a very, and a very bad case. Let's ask him. Excuse me, sir, but my friend and I were doing spot diagnosis and was wondering if you could help me. Now, I say you've got hemorrhoids and he thinks it's a slip disc. Could you tell us? Now, let me see. You thought it was a slip disc? Yes, that's right. I'm afraid you were wrong. Ah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just... Dramatic pause. Yes. Yeah. And you thought it was hemorrhoids. I'm afraid you were wrong. Well, what then? As a matter of fact, I thought I was going to break wind. I'm afraid I was wrong. Excuse me. This will be a new section uh, in the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Every film or whatever we do, we will be doing <laughs> scenes from that movie. And you were talking about films that made you cry. Imagine acting. That oh way. my goodness! Wouldn't that be great? The acting in that would be fantastic. Oh. Ah, anyway, uh, so Neil, you said carry on camping as your number two. Yep. Uh, I said uh, carry on Henry is my number two so Giles if you want to do a rundown for 10 to yep. 2 away you okay. go so t- at number 10 God it feels like hey pop pickers at number <laughs> 10 carry on nurse at number 9 carry on regardless at number 8 carry on at your convenience at number 7 carry on up the Kyber uh, number 6 Carry on screaming at number five, carry on cowboy. Number four, carry on Cleo. Number three, carry on cruising. Number two, carry on teacher. Wonderful. Matron, take them away. Okay, Neil, do your 10 to two, please. Okay, at number 10, I've got carry on dick. At number nine, carry on cowboy. Number eight, carry on doctor. Number seven, carry on up the Kyber. Number eight, carry on Henry. Number five, carry on Cleo. Number four, carry on up the jungle. Number three, carry on abroad. And number two, carry on camping. But now you're just bung full of clinker. Okay, and mine is number 10, carry on dick. Number nine, carry on cruising. Eight, carry on follow the camel. Seven, carry on don't lose your head. Uh, did I, I didn't I spoke about that one either, did I? 
Well, well hold <laughs> up, hold up. <laughs> that was the one about the French Revolution. Sir Rodney Effing, Citizen Camembert, Duke de Pomfret, Citizen B Day. Uh, so that was my number seven. Number six, Carry On Again, Doctor. Number five, Carry On Camping. Number four, Carry On Up the Kyber. Number three, Carry On Abroad. And number two, Carry On Henry. So <laughs> So, Giles, what is your number one Carry On movie of all time? Well, you just spoke about it. It's Carry On, Don't Lose Your Head. Whoa. Okay. Uh, being the first one I ever watched. Um, I think that's probably the main reason. And it's still one that I think it's one that seems to come on a lot as well. They, they I mean, they show various ones from time to time, but that one's been on a few times recently and it's ones that my kids have watched as well um and we've you know and you know it's the black finger now the black finger <laughs> the black finger now and uh yeah and and i think just because it was the first one i ever saw it's just got that it's got to be number one really the scene that gets me all the time is when charles autry and joan sims are in the little nook yeah yeah the arbor joan, yeah and joan sims says about because his her brother in this is is Kenneth Williams. Yeah. Like she goes, my brother, the Count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, if you look, I, and I didn't realize this, but they couldn't finish filming the scene because you'll see like Charles, the back of Charles Autry, and you can see his shoulders go up and down because he loses yeah. it, and it cuts straight there because nobody could get through it. It ended up having to, they had to re, like refilm it all the time. It is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> She's amazing in it as well. Joan Sims is. is brilliant in it. And like really hard, she's really hard done by as well. Yeah. Because she has to end up marrying the Duke de Pomfret. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, a, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's always really um, stuck with me, that one. Yeah. Do bubbles get lodged in my chest? <laughs> and your room for lodgers in there. I can remember watching that one Christmas Eve. And I, I can't remember how old I was. I wouldn't have been very old, but I had chronic earache. And I can remember like being upset that I couldn't get to sleep because it was Christmas Eve and that Santa wasn't going to come. Mm. I think I was 26, I think, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, remember, I can remember that was the film. It's the, 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 the sword fighting at the end. Yes. I remember lying on my grand's... The beautiful like, things. Yeah, like exactly. anybody just going around going, <laughs> yes. oh, the beautiful... Oh, me bust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just sitting, laying on my nan's lap because my ear was like really, really hurting, but watching carry on with some warm Ribena. I remember having it with warm Ribena. Oh, oh dear. Wonderful. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number one. So we we have spoken about it before. It's Carry On Screaming, and this is very much nostalgia, nostalgia for me. Now, we used to have a video shop in Siren Sister called Ashcroft Video, which was probably one of the first video rental places. And I was friends with his son. We went to primary school together and um, went around to his house and obviously had wall-to-wall of videos. And this one was in a proper box on his wall at home. And I thought, and so did he, that it was a proper horror film. <laughs> Oh, right. Not knowing much, uh, being young at primary school, we thought, let's sneak it on and watch it. And then it became a sort of almost religious to us. Every week we'd go around and watch the same movie again. It used to make us laugh. It used to make us absolutely enjoy. So every time I watch this film, it might not be the best carry on, but I have such warm feelings. Uh, It takes me back to being a youngster with this one that um, eventually... uh, the guy that owned the video store gave me the video and said, oh, that's have nice. it. And I wish I still had it now because yeah, it'd be so nostalgic for me, but yeah, that's why carry on screaming is my favorite because it takes me right back whenever I see it 
to those times that we used to be able to, I used to be able to sit and marvel at the amount of videos this person had and films to watch, yet we'd always watch the same bloody film every time we went round. Mm. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> we we did that as a kid. We'd always hire out the same videos from the yeah. video shop. There'd be hundreds of them. We had a couple of places that, in Seaford where, where I live. Um, and actually ended up working in one of the video shops as well. Mm. Um, and it's amazing how many people, like especially kids that just come in and, or teenagers and just get the same film out every time. They know exactly what they want. Yeah. yeah. It's the Highlander. We used to always, me and my mate used to always get the Highlander out for some reason. Right. Don't know why. Sean Connor's Spanish accent. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm Rodrigo from Spain. <laughs> God, Charles is on fire with the acting tonight. Wow. Oh, dear. Um, okay, my number one, um, I think one of you, Neil, you mentioned it as your number four, was Carry On Up the Jungle. Yeah. Um, it's basically Tarzan. It's the story of it Tarzan. Is Tarzan. Yeah. But one of my favourite women, Valerie Leon, uh, plays the the leader of the Lubby Dubbies. Um, very By happy. the way, Giles, Pav got to meet Valerie. <laughs> I did it. And I've never seen somebody just go all gooey. I've still got I've still got the autograph photo up on, um, on the. But didn't I she mean, insult you? She did insult <laughs> me. Yes. <laughs> Assault you or insult you? Insult me. It was 15 quid or something for a, a signed photo. And I said, I'm a big fan. And she says, you are quite big, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> and I thought, you cheeky bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, to be I mean, look, she still looked amazing. I mean, God knows how old she is. She still looked amazing. I mean, she Didn't she say she was like 80 or something? She's got to be getting on yeah. for that. But, but you know. Sometimes they say, "Don't meet your, don't meet your heroes." Don't meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the look on his face when he came back. He looked really. I know, and I thought I just spent fifteen quid to be insulted by <laughs> by somebody that was in the Carry On film. I mean, thinking about it, she's she's probably one of the only ones left. I think Bernard Cribbins is still alive, isn't Jim he? Dale, Jim Dale alive. obviously is still alive, but I think pretty much everyone else. Um, Julian Holloway uh, is still alive, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's what that's my number one, my favourite. It does change every so often, but but for now, that's my it's very funny moments. That's that my number one. Yeah, um, right. We had some honourable mentions uh, on on Twitter at Sid James Place. Good name. Uh, Carry on abroad tops the list for me. The last of the truly great carry ons to feature such a large cast of regulars. Sid's epic. They put the bloody glass in moment just seals it. Uh, that's, I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. You know, if you're going to pick holes in the in the plot, but but that whole bit when they're all laughing because they're all pissed, and then he put he breaks through the glass is fantastic. Uh, at Pet Will One says, "Carry on, Doctor. It's the best film ever made." But screaming, <laughs> but screaming, very... spying, and Henry are big favourites. Don't lose your head, Cowboy and Constable make the top ten, and again, Doctor and Girls are probably the two most underrated. Uh, at carry dot on dot revisited screaming spying abroad regardless and cruising at susan prendergar one carry on abroad my all-time favorite room for one more on top <laughs> He's lovely. Uh, at ty underscore williams carry on screaming frying tonight you do it better than i do giles go on give us a give us a no i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> he just says frying tonight there you go perfect there you go <laughs> perfect uh, at martin978 craig camping is my fave but to be fair they're all great just a bit of sauce indeed 
at Stephen Chatley One, Camping Abroad at Your Convenience, Jungle, The Kyber, Doctor, Matron, again, Doctor. It's named all of them. It's just <laughs> listen. All super. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, that's nine out of his ten, so there you oh, go. All enough, superb, yeah. he says. And at Pengi Wengi, Carry On at Your Convenience, doesn't get as much love as the others, but it's in my top three. Love the fortune-telling scene on the pier where oh, Sid yeah. freaks out um, W.C. Boggs about the 14 children. I did mention... I did replied uh, to Pengi Wengi and said, when Joan Sims pops his balloons, yes. that looks like genuine laughs. It does, it does. It's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. they didn't plan on that to happen. She just did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, great when he sort of says, oh, I can see one, two, three, 14 children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is on fire. Where's the Oscar? Now, Give him it's the Oscar. interesting about... Um, Sorry, a little bit of trivia. I don't know if you know, you probably know this anyway, but there, obviously there's two pier, there were two piers in Brighton, the West Pier, which burnt down, and then the Palace Pier. I think they were saying that it was the West Pier, but they actually filmed it on the Palace Pier. I think there's, I think they, there was, a, some of the scenes were filmed on the Palace Pier, but then they sort of said it was the West Pier. I think that's how it, how it goes, I think. Oh, something right. Like that. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's quite good because there's obviously lots of bits I can see of my, yeah. Is that where they filmed Carry On Girls as well, then? I don't know about girls, possibly. Although that, that almost looks a bit more like Eastbourne, but I, right. it, it could be anywhere. I mean, it does look South Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all yeah. quite similar. Um, but yeah. Oh, dear. Well, it's been nice to, to go back in time yeah. to, a, to a simpler time and uh, reminisce about these wonderful, wonderful films. Uh, like I say, Please go in. If you're going to go start watching them, go in with an open mind. Because, uh, you know, they are, they're not of this time. They are of a different time. Uh, but there's some laughs there to be had. And uh, by God, if we don't need laughs at the moment. Mm. So, yeah. you know, it's just all harmless, harmless fun. Uh, just have a bit of a laugh. Um, go on then, Neil. Do you want to uh, just tell everybody how they can get in touch? And then we'll just have a, a, another little chat with Giles. Of course I can. So you can find us on all the social medias at Top10Pods. That's T-O-P-T-E-N pods. Email us at Top10Pods at Hotmail.com with any suggestions for any Top 10s you'd like to hear. Come and help support the podcast at Patreon.com forward slash Top10Pods where you can get rewards such as our episodes super early, bonus episodes behind the scenes, and even the chance to appear on an episode yourself. Check out all the links via the link tree. You can find the link in the show notes. And then please do come and subscribe, leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Perfectly done. Um, Jos, so how is the podcasts going? How many have you got going now? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> well, I produce quite a lot, actually, for other people now, um, which is really fun. So, I'm yeah, I'm working on a whole bunch of different ones for different people. But, yeah, me actually being on it and hosting, um, I'm doing one with, the amazing Dr. Rada, which is called Things I Forgot Were Good For Me, which is good. We sort of talk, it's it's, a, it's kind of about uh, things that we've forgotten that we used to really enjoy, but now it's been sort of squeezed out along the way. Um, but it's, it's kind of talking about um, different kind of hobbies and things that people are into. Um, or it could be kindness or, you know, whatever. We, we've got one coming up about failure, but yeah, we've got one about pizza. So it's quite eclectic um so that's really been fun to do and then obviously blank still rolling along and um enjoying that so yeah with uh les dennis i saw as les dennis this, yeah this we had weeks that, yeah it was great to, to, to that one yeah he was fantastic yeah and yeah 50 years he's been in the business pretty impressive oh. isn't it um 
So yeah, so yeah, and we had Phil Wang the week before. So yeah, we've been having some really good guests on that. So yeah, still enjoy doing that. Excellent. Before we finish, there was one thing I was going to try and do. If they were going to do a carry-on film right now, mm. who would you say would be the Sid James, Kenneth Williams, Barbara Windsor, and say Jim Dale? I'd hate to say it, but I think somebody like David Walliams would end up being in it. What, like the Kenneth Williams type? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, okay. So, you, so you've got as him as the as the, the the campy one. Who would be the say the the dirty old man one? <laughs> Ricky <laughs> Collins. The, the, the laugh there, Giles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With that laugh. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, you know, I I feel like I've proved my acting chops. I think I? so. Yeah. I mean, we, um, we've got it on video, so this can be your uh, your, your <laughs> shield. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Ricky Tomlinson could work, couldn't he? In that kind yeah. of role, you're right. Actually, it's a quite good shout. Yeah, because I think, wasn't it around 10, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a bit longer, they were talking about doing one called Carry On Britain. Oh, I remember that. And like, David yeah. Jason was down to play, to be in it. It's like, mm. I'm assuming, as like, the, would be the, 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 the Sid James mm. one. But who else have gone then? So, say we've, oh, so we've got Ricky Tomlinson, we've got um, David Walliams, who'd be the Barbara Windsor? Ooh. What's the one? What's the the lady that played Cilla Black and? Oh, Sheridan Smith. Sheridan Smith. Do you think she could do it? Maybe she's, a, she's an excellent actor. She is a yeah. great actor, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, she can do a bit of comedy and a bit of. She can, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. very good. And then a straight sort of good-looking guy. Well, it's Giles again, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you know, Giles. <laughs> Cornered the market for all that. They yeah, just... I'm the I'm the 21st century Jim Dale. <laughs> <laughs> you get my uncle to do it <laughs> my godfather because he looks the spitting image oh, perfect well Jim Dale still must be still knocking around he is, he is so, yeah. apparently he just still get, works yeah well let's get, get him back he does he's a lot of Broadway back. doesn't he do he's done Broadway and stuff he's huge on Broadway isn't he yeah and he's also the voice of the Harry Potter movies uh, uh, books in America America I think. Yeah. there you go you see so I don't think he's he's short of a few Bob bless him I love Jim yeah. Dale yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. What was the name of that Disney? Was it the American and King Arthur or something? The, the, the Connecticut in King Arthur's Court or whatever. But no, was that, so, it? that no. no? Jim Dale was in it. It was like it was. Yeah, a, yeah. No, it was an astronaut. It was an astronaut. Astronaut later. in King Arthur's Court. Was it some? No. Jim Dale was the baddie in that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough of reminiscing. Let's get back to the real world. Oh, God, don't it suck? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not. No. Giles, thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's yes, all- thank you, uh, Giles. Thank you. No, it's been a pleasure. It's always lovely to talk to you guys. So thanks for having me on. And Wonderful. It's been nice to and reminisce. We will put the show, uh, the links to Giles' podcasts in the show notes. And uh, just please go and have a listen because they're well worth your time as well. Uh, thank, you. thank you, Neil. Thank you, Pav. Thank you, Giles. Do check out Giles' podcast, please Thank do. you. That's Indeed. very kind. Uh, yes, thank you, Giles. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. Thank you, Anne Cochran, again, for being our latest Patreon subscriber. And uh, let's go start the countdown. Ten, nine, Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.